Assalamu alaikum, guys. Welcome to the Ummapreneur Live podcast. And in this special episode, I have with me Tanzim Alam. Now, Tanzim is the co-founder of a very popular Australian podcast called Boys in the Cave. And he is one of the hosts on that show and has been running this podcast for over two years with his co-hosts. And he has brought on many guests, some of them scholars, some of them professionals, some of them from different backgrounds to discuss topics that are relevant to Islam and Muslims today. And I bring him today to talk not only about his podcast and his journey, but also himself as an entrepreneur and how he's been able to achieve such growth in such a short time uh, and really build an audience. So I'm excited to dive into this with you, Tanzim. Thank you for being here, my man. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the invite. Um, Zahra Khair, and uh, inshallah, I hope um, we have a good conversation. Inshallah, the audience benefits from it. Inshallah, definitely, and I'm sure they will. I mean, just with your experience and everything you've been through, I'm sure it's going to be value packed, guys. So make sure to stay tuned. Uh, and of course, as with every single guest, we start with a very basic question, which is Can you share with us the story of how it all started? Can you share with us? how the idea for Boys in the Cave came about and how you turned that idea into an actual podcast. For sure, for sure. Um, Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah, amambad. So essentially, I think um, I was roughly uh, first year uni at that time, second going uh, around second year uni. Okay. And I go, um, I go to um, the University of New South Wales um, in Sydney, Australia. And essentially, alhamdulillah, I think maybe just to backtrack just a little bit, because um, I graduated from um, high school, um, they call it here, higher school certificate. Yeah. And for me, it was more so, you know, just getting to uni, get a degree, get a job, like it seemed pretty straightforward. I think that's a standard way of looking at things when, you, when you're a bit younger, finishing um, school. And so essentially, I wasn't too practicing in Dean back then. Um, I didn't really have too many insights about life either. I just kind of cruising by, alhamdulillah, your parents raised me well, alhamdulillah, dedicate a lot of time to uh, my, my studies and all that. So very, very linear sort of um, way of looking at life. But so right. essentially, I'm uh, getting to, um, so it's already past first year, uh, and alhamdulillah, I happened to make a lot of friends in the MSA. I happened to really um, work my brain cells a bit more because, you know, they were talking about things, discussing things a lot more intellectual, a lot more thought-provoking. And for me, it was more like, okay, now I've got to, like, think about life a bit more, take things a bit seriously. And I had things happening at that at that time as well. So uh, essentially what happened was um, I built up a good um, group of friends. And then even in within those group of friends, I uh, had even closer friends. So okay. it'd be like three or four of us. Uh, shout out to Irfan Akib and, and Josh. And so what happens is that, you know, whenever it was like a Saturday night, usually like they'll come over to my house, nothing too crazy. You know, I'd, I'd go to one of their houses, we'd all meet up and have a chat. And I think um, at that time, we were having conversations about essentially life, um, you know, being productive because um, shout out to Akib, he's a more of a, you know, business mindset type guys also would have those kind of conversations factoring you know philosophy history and life and all these kind of things and i felt that at that time we're having we had we're talking about such niche things at such a young age we felt that you know maybe could other i think um from memory we just i just kind of threw out the idea like we should make a podcast right because mm -hmm. podcast in general what happens like the barrier entry is not that not that high right. um literally 
Uh, I remember I was, I was listening to another podcast and what they were saying is that, you know, shout out to Gary Vee. It was like, you know, you could just literally get your phone mic from your phone and just like literally start recording, upload something that's technically a podcast, right? And iPhone yeah. mics are pretty good. So I guess the barrier to entry isn't too high, um, depending on the kind of quality you're going for. And yeah. at that time for us, it seemed a bit more suitable for kind of uh, conversations we're having because, you know, you can have two, three hour conversations. You would work well with podcasting so we had that idea but we didn't really act on it until we're like look then we start identifying that okay look we're in this kind of space where there's not many of us around you know like the sort of conversations we're having especially even in the muslim community it's it's not really happening so let's seize on the opportunity let's not just like dwell on it and sort of ponder about it because i remember i don't know if you've experienced it yourself i know you're more of an entrepreneur guy but you know a lot of people before uber came like oh no i had the idea for uber <laughs> i think that happens with so, like almost everything to be honest <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so like for me i think that's one thing in life like i don't want to be a, a dweller I wanted to be a doer i don't know mm -hmm. if that's um a quotable thing i just made that up right now but we'll, we'll make it a quotable thing that's it it's locked <laughs> in now that's it exactly so it, it's something to be you know it, like what benefit does it bring to just dwell on things like i've seen like much older um folks a lot older than me still dwelling about like should have could have you know and it's like look just just give it a shot don't like what's it, the only the best thing you can do about dwelling is that you talk about it in some random kind of uh party and just discuss about what could have been but that doesn't really bring any benefit right so for right. us it was like okay let's get it going like i'm like our team was very um you know, on the go, they like to get things done as well. Um, so we're just like, I remember, um, subhanAllah, we were, all right, let's take this seriously. And then that's kind of where it's, there's another kind of long story to that. But essentially, yeah, we started to kind of get things going. And even the name took a while, but then we had all the foundations. We contacted, shout out to the Mabam Mooks, who we're um, part of. They're also a big um, Muslim podcast. Yeah. So we reached out to them. We emailed. We didn't know any of them, but we emailed them, going to the right sources, thinking, you know, how do we get started? What's the programs? This and that. And then we formulated things, made documents, you know, our our vision, our plan. So those things got laid out. And alhamdulillah, yeah, step by step, we that's how we got started. Alhamdulillah. So that, that's, that's amazing, kind of what. Yeah, that's how it started for us. So it it also, and I think for most podcasts, I think it all starts with a series of conversations where you kind of you're sitting maybe with friends or, or with people and, and you have conversations and then you're like man i think this would be beneficial to share with the world or you know what would other people think if we maybe shared this and and what kind of ideas would they have and what kind of opinions would they have and i think it all starts there when you start to have more impactful conversations with others and you kind of feel like you want to share that with more people and you want to get more people's opinions and more people's reactions and grow from there and you mentioned an interesting point about there's not a lot of podcasts in the Muslim space right now. And I think it's definitely underserved. Uh, I think, I mean, for the ones I know, I think I know about four or five. Um, I'm sure there's more that I don't know of. There, there's four or five big ones that I know about, that I know of right now. So I definitely think, I mean, when you look at the non-Muslim space, there's what, hundreds of thousands, if not millions. So I think there's definitely potential and opportunity there. When you guys first started, did you think like we specifically want to focus within the muslim market this podcast wants we want to surround it or we want to center it around islam or was it more of a business decision was it more of i want to be able to talk about spiritual and, and faith conversations as well how did that go just before i answer that i wanted to also touch on what you said earlier about i guess you know people kind of you know 
essentially not not doing and having those conversations and kind of getting those ideas mm-hmm. before I jump on to the next question is that it, it just reminded me because I was reading something about like a while back in the here and I really take this to heart because sometimes like maybe people sometimes like with when it comes to self-confidence and they doubt themselves I feel that sometimes people get you know perhaps dictated by people who are already out there have this already mounted this mount, mass uh, amount of uh, knowledge where they think that their sort of experiences don't mean much, if that makes yeah. sense. So right. there's a lot of knowledgeable people, mashallah, in the community, and they're just like, look, there's already a guy doing that 50 times better than me, so what use will I bring? And that kind of stops them to start whatever initiative or plan they've had. And I guess mm-hmm. even for myself, I had that, because I don't consider myself the most articulate. So I felt like all the kind of skills I had didn't really amount to you know being a podcaster in general, but... I guess the idea is like just to touch on what you're saying is that we should yeah. value our own experiences in life. I think experiences is something that only we have a kind of control over. And in in the sense that since we've experienced that experience, right, it's like no one else can take that experience from you. Like no one will truly understand that experience. And then you, from those experiences, you gain a lot of you know knowledge, wisdom that you can then share with everyone else. And every experience upon us is, is, is really... Um, something to really value for for someone like for example um i mentioned ihya before like there was an example of uh, i think it was imam malik or mm-hmm. who who um was talking to his students and he was like you know what's your opinion and i don't think anyone could give an answer at that time and then i think a nomadic person walked by and imam ali looked to him i think his name was ray shaban was just like you know what's your opinion on this matter? And then he gave his opinion. And then the students were confused, like, you know, why are you asking, like, a Bedouin, you know, nomadic guy? Like, this uh, this makes no sense. And then he's like, Imam Malik uh, responded, like, he has been through things that you guys haven't. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show it's not necessarily all about knowledge and, you know, hitting the books. Like, it is important, but at the same time, you have to value people's experiences. And that should be one thing that people should really pride on you could be struggled in life or if you're going through happy times and it's about conveying that and that's what should propel you to start that initiative not to actually you know um not start anything essentially so that's just i just wanted to add that point as well um sure. but sorry, what was your actual question <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure and i mean I, i'll comment on that and i'll, and I'll repeat it is because i think that's a really important point which is a lot of people might think, you know, I'm not there yet, or maybe I'm just starting yeah. off. What's who would want to listen to me? Who would want to pay attention to me? And I think we all have those doubts, no matter at what stage in life we are. But you mentioned something interesting, which is we all have our own unique experiences and our own unique struggles mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And and I think people can relate to other normal people a lot more than they can relate to Gary V, who's you know running like Close. three different businesses and uh, he's like this huge celebrity. You know, yeah, it's it's fun and it's interesting to listen to, but can you really relate to him on a deep pers- personal level? I I doubt that, you know, because he's yeah, at a yeah. different level than you, whereas well, you can sure. relate to others based on your experience and your struggles. So I think that's a powerful point. You, even through your experience, you can kind of critique uh, Gary Vee in, in what he says, because no one's like infallible, right? Like I'm right. sure like that stuff, like even I've got points that I dispute with him and that could be purely through experiences, right? So you should value, you know, experience. Everyone should value the experience. Of course. 100%. And that brings me to the question, uh, which I'll, I'll go ahead and bounce back, which is, uh, when you first got started, was the decision to make it a Muslim discourse podcast um, based on a strategic point of view where the Muslim community is underserved? Was it just because that was the topics that you guys naturally wanted to bring up? What was the thinking behind that? 
Okay, yeah, good question. So essentially, yeah, we did want to gear it more towards the Muslim community. And I know of actually like recently having these kind of strategic discussions with people where people feel that, okay, look, if you really want to enter the market market, you got to kind of paint it as a non-Muslim sort of project. Mm -hmm. um, um, but obviously serving the Muslim community low key by essentially like market it from the outside as a non-Muslim kind of project so you can get as many viewers this and that. And I agree yeah. there's definitely a, an angle to that. But when we started, I would definitely look to kind of cater towards the Muslim community. I felt that um, I was really influenced by a lot of kind of people in the Muslim community that were already doing a lot of works. Like, mashallah, shout out to like Kamal Saleh. I remember him when I was talking to him. He was like, um, he talked about this um, example where um, he, he was uh, doing an assignment at university and then there was a lecturer, I think, who talked about how he was serving his community and then he was thinking, okay, what am I actually doing for my community now? Because we do feel at times, and I think a lot of people who are out there who are Muslim and um, trying to help the communities, that it's like the things that I guess other communities are doing, it's like the Muslim community are not exactly up to mark. Like, for example, I was having this mm -hmm. discussion with, I think, uh, Subhu Ahmed, where he was like, uh, you know, there's not enough expert like videographers to the level of you'll see that online sometimes in in the Muslim community, and which is a shame, right? So we yeah. always feel like we're a bit one step, few steps behind. But it's alright. That that's a challenge that we have to kind of encounter. So I felt that we did need to serve the Muslim community very specifically in terms of having intellectual discussions and discourses, really thinking things and expanding your mindset. Because I felt that at times maybe Islam maybe became too a bit too dogmatic. We wanted to really get your brain cells um, flowing. We wanted to get different interesting guests. We wanted to really bring together that sort of um, community specifically in order so that the Muslim community can also benefit. But within even that, I started realizing that non-Muslims do get attracted to it because there's a lot of conversations about, for example, spirituality, you know, mm -hmm. mindset, even conversion stories, right? So these things do intrigue. So I think within that, there is also a non-Muslim market. But yeah, for the most part, we did want to serve the Muslim community because we did feel that a lot of the things that other communities were doing, the Muslim community wasn't doing. So we felt that we had a responsibility to sort of um, serve the Muslim community. And honestly, it's it's kind of the vision that I started with as well when I was building Omarpreneur as a brand because the community is underserved. And a lot of people think, or as you mentioned, I guess we've spent the last uh, dozens of years really focusing more on the spiritual aspect, even when it comes to Dawah. Um, but we've maybe ignored a little bit of the business and technological advancement mm. aspect. And I think that has maybe put us a little bit behind and unfortunately uh, causes some negative stereotypes or might, some people might view Muslims as, um, you know, more backwards or, you know, less advanced or less yeah. modern. But the thing is, <laughs> What we do here, whether it's Omapreneur, whether it's Boys in the Cave as a podcast, when you start things like this and you start a project and it's focused not only on something great and done extremely well and professionally, but it's also it also still embodies Islam and its principles, you are now proving to the world that you can merge both and that Islam is a holistic lifestyle that encompasses everything and that it, it makes everything better and i think a key aspect of proving that and showing that to the world is by doing what you're doing uh which is you know to start up these initiatives professionally done but within a muslim space or with a certain islamic aspect to it yeah definitely and we should be proud of our tradition because a lot of i think um as well concepts and ideas like for example um i was having a chat with another brother about i guess how society is now leaning towards like that we've had all these kind of material sort of 
gains and wealth now people are looking for spirituality right and now yeah. people are speaking in buddhism etc etc and um all these sort of things in in life where people are seeking it's like we should be the on the forefront to show that we have the answers and i think even at times like even when it comes to business and you would know yourself that we know in islam it's so laid out how prophet muhammad kind of did things and it's so systematic and the processes and even like sahaba that were extremely wealthy all these aspects of our business that isn't really highlighted in the business world today and i see like for example i know like i, I refer to gary because he's well known and stuff like that but yeah. he brings about principles and this makes me sometimes like like he's doing great and stuff all that but at the same time i get a bit triggered i'm just like look the way he talks about empathy, gratitude, these are all Islamic concepts. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, like what, why aren't Muslims out there like doing, like, why isn't there a Muslim Gary Vee out there? Like, I keep, mm -hmm. I always ask my, I talk to my friends about this. I'm like, look, this, this, like, he's, bring, he's talking about Islamic concepts. He just doesn't have the noun of Islam, right? But then it's like, where are we doing, like, what are we doing? Not Why aren't we having this conversation? So it's mm -hmm. about putting that to the forefront to for the rest of the world that they can see that the Islamic tradition has and this is to you know all aspects of life not just you know business and spirituality all that stuff and we should be proud of that like even um yesterday i was doing a reading about ibn khaldun and how he's like kind of the father of economics right and that the west hasn't really got to that point where they've actually recognized him right mm -hmm. um so and they've you know attributed a lot of you know the the near you know um economics the the study of economics at this point in time to other people which is a shame right so yeah. it's about highlighting that from our tradition of course, and, and as you mentioned, like when it comes to algebra, which is by Al-Jabr and all of these different sources, I mean, we were at one point, and I'm sure you know of the Islamic golden age, we were at one point the leaders uh, in knowledge and in investment, and then subhanAllah, over time that eventually faded. And so, I mean, starting projects like this, and even some people might think individually there's not much that i can do and it's funny that our conversation steered towards this topic and i promise guys it's still about podcasting but it's a very important <laughs> it's a very important tangent um it's you know we might underestimate just how much we can accomplish as one person again uh yourself with your podcast now you're reaching thousands of people every single episode and it's just three guys that decided hey we're gonna sit around and we're gonna bring up discussions and, and we're going to talk about things that actually matter to the Muslim community and bring different perspectives that people might not have thought about. And, you know, it's just three people that got together and decided we're going to do this. And now thousands of people have caught on to it. So don't underestimate your ability to impact thousands of lives because you are right now and you've done this way in the span of two years. And I mm -hmm. think anyone that is thinking of starting up, whether it's podcasting, whether it's business, anything like that, I mean, there is impact that you can do. And I think once you believe in that and once you really channel into that, in, into your into your why of why you want to do this, why you maybe the why. That's really exactly. important. Exactly. It's I, super I important. I want to add as well, Go for um, it. because we'll, like, I've been pondering about this for for some time now, like the the whole like, concept of the why and the mm -hmm. intention. Like, I guess, um, you know, Islamic um, tradition obviously um, articulates the, the importance of the why or the intention right and that sometimes like for example you know the famous hadith you know about the scholar and and uh, the alim and all that who, who who they don't get to uh to jannah because of the why the intention was to please the people right and mm -hmm. allah says you know you got what you wanted you please the people and unfortunately you didn't get into jannah, jannah right so for us it's like we should be centered around the why and yeah. sometimes 
like subhanallah allah has sort of blessed um creation right in the sense that we the humans are like the only kind of humans uh, only kind of species in in the world that sort of have intellect of brain a lot of philosophers discuss this point as well like rousseau for example that they sort of distinguish us um, from the animals because we have the kind of capacity of the intellect right and the intellect as well will allow us to facilitate to ask the why the intention like why how how is this made how does this engine work how does this that let's inquire let's ask let's let's keep thinking right and even in that when it comes to the why like just you know i know a lot of people who you know maybe hit that midlife crisis for example they just kind of do the sort of you know routine the normal day-to-day they eat they sleep they go to work it's just a mechanic just a you know engine just running and running and there's no they don't even ask the why just kind of doing it and doing it but in in uh in in islam we should be questioning the why we should be saying why are we doing this you know what's the intention behind doing this and i guess for us like when we started off like we didn't actually expect like (laughs) to be honest because it's one thing to do a podcast but to get the viewers in you got to do a lot of marketing to, on, on the side right and uh, that's a lot, big component to it so that from our end we're like look we don't consider ex- um, ourselves expert marketers but i remember like i'm like at least if like the sort of conversations we we sort of believe that we can make an impact inshallah so we're like look even if it benefits 10 people 20 people even if there's only 20 listeners 20 downloads still inshallah like i think like at least someone benefited and i think sometimes we think too much about the numbers and the and the game and sometimes i fall into the trap i'm not immune to it yeah. but alhamdulillah like i can at least say like in the beginning our early stages we were not necessarily fixated on the numbers we were just more fixated on the impact and the and the conference we had in in our abilities and so once you kind of do that and then you kind of don't get t- caught up in the numbers and have consistency in your plan and have a vision laid out and really believe in what you're doing and you can because at the end of the day man like if you impact one person i'm 100 percent sure like um stephen covey has a um, famous book he wrote um uh, what was it the uh, forgot the name of the book it's right it's right here in my bookshop actually um, is it the think and grow rich it's the um successful habits okay um, yes it's the other uh, seven habits of successful people yeah yeah that one that one yes, so yes, in, yes. In, in, in that book like he essentially you know details like the the circle of influence mm-hmm. and so in the circle of influence like one you impact one like for example sometimes we get ahead of ourselves like we want to change the world like we want to solve the um almost problems in in different countries it's like well settle down mate. like take it once at a time you have a circle yeah. of influence in front of you right you got friends family people you went to school with you know your 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 sisters your brothers etc look to influence them first because what happens is when you influence your circle of influence they will have their own kind of circle and if you've impacted them they will tell their circles and their circles will tell their circles and it'll cope it's like a flow and effect right yeah. so for us it's like we should have that confidence that look if you can impact it even a few people that person might have a million followers for example all it takes is like one piece of content to share on his platform and then boom you know so you should have that kind of positive mindset in 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 the sense of always trying to look towards um influencing your circle of influence so that's kind of what we um try to stick with and alhamdulillah with that consistency yeah alhamdulillah we've able to um 
do do decent amount alhamdulillah alhamdulillah yeah. and for someone that's you know listening to this and and they're like this is resonating with me and um you know like i'm convinced like let's do it what's my first step how would they get started i mean you mentioned earlier it could be just with a phone what are some options for them okay so bismillah so for podcasting in general and um, before i touch i just wanted to detail like the importance of podcasting in general because i like subhanallah out of doing this kind of project i'm able to kind of have clients as well to help with the podcasting so you know a lot yeah. opens the doors that you don't kind of fathom right so you just kind of, of go with it and have the best of intentions inshallah so in general like i think any business should have a podcast because essentially it's it's the way of the future because you know you can do video podcasts and kind of clip them up and post them on your facebook and instagram that's kind of content already for you for you made right and right. audio it means that your content's already on spotify soundcloud stitcher itunes and that's a big deal right um and because at the moment the way the world is going audio consumption is just going to grow exponentially because you know a lot of people are doing chores or running and exercise and gym they want to listen to something better yeah. like not not music because music sometimes is just noise like you want to hear listen to insightful stuff so it's just going to increase exponentially you can make um transcriptions from that so you can help with your seo for your for your website so all these um things and there's there's a lot more i can go into where it will actually benefit your business in general right like you can also cut standpoint. like small clips use them as facebook videos exactly. um like there's so 100%. much that you can there's do so much so one piece of content which is like one podcast episode can turn into 20 pieces of content that's so efficient we want efficiency time yeah, yeah. rather than um creating 20 unique pieces of content which is going to take a long long time right just have a, our podcast and make 20 pieces of content from there and that's easy like efficient it'll help your business and all those etc so i guess from that point just to highlight the point about the importance of um, podcasting is um nowadays and so yeah. in terms of how to get started it's literally very very easy um, i know there's a lot of information out there on google but i guess you can just kind of hear what i'm saying now about this and inshallah you can get started so essentially like all you need is i guess there's a few ways it depends if you really really don't have the money literally just get your phone if you have an iphone iphone mics are like top tier i was actually talking to um, a person uh from another podcast where they were mentioning that because they worked in um, media and tv and their producer was like always raving on about how good the iphone mics are so you should un you shouldn't underestimate just literally have an iphone mic um in front of you and just get started depending even if it's a solo podcast you know literally just have it in front of you like this and just like just talk just have your phone literally like here and just like just talk into it like mm -hmm. you'll have literally have a voice recording there Done. you have a good pc of audio literally upload it there's that uh if you got those few hundred dollars to to spend i definitely recommend like this is the yeti x so i'm using a good quality one but you can buy this this is i think roughly 380 ish um, australian dollars 380 dollars but um what you can do is you can get a blue yeti mic which is the version before this which is still very good we actually started off by using that right. and so this option has like omnidirectional um directional it has different um kind of uh modes that you can utilize when it comes to right. for example if you have like three people on the on the show you can have just one mic in between them and then everyone can kind of uh speak into it and it's it's just as good like i was actually listening i was re-listening to one of our older ones because i was just thinking like how good was actually our, our audio in the earlier days 
I think if you check out episode four or five of Boys in the Cave, it was actually Andor, like it was still pretty good. Like I was actually surprised. I'm like, this is better than I thought. So right. um essentially have that um have this mic connected to your laptop and just attach it to Audacity. So Audacity is like a um, software program. It's very easy to use. It's literally like buttons up there. Just press record and it starts recording. Um, very intuitive. But even that that's, that's like the very kind of simple way of getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, like how you're doing it right now is a bit more technical. So I guess yeah. it depends for the type of audience they want. But I'm more yeah. speaking about if you want to keep it very simple, straightforward. And even video, man. Video, you literally have your phone up for us. Like um, I think we were talking about this some um, offline where essentially uh, for boys in the cave like we aren't exactly officially video we've had like a few video episodes but some of the episodes we did in person we literally just had a phone um stuck we stuck our phone to like a stand and just literally started recording and people think you need some high technology sort of you know high level technology in order to you know have that all started but man like i think honestly we've literally started with nothing and we've kept it going and humble that we've able to um improve our audio quality to a really high standard um and at the same time it's like you know you shouldn't people like feel that oh before i get started i need xyz equipment i need the highest level equipment and then i'll get started right but that i I honestly because yeah because even like i started thinking about this even recently where in your earlier episodes it's not like you're going to become like a hit unless you have already have a big following which most people don't have that luxury right unless like your you know your first few episodes aren't already like you're just testing the waters anyway once you release it so why do you need to assume that you need to have everything to the best quality of course you get to episode 10 15 20 that's when you can be like okay maybe i do need to upgrade etc because my followers are growing but from episode one or two technically speaking it's not like you know we only had like a few hundred downloads in our first one right so it took a long long time to average like 1.5 um listens and downloads um per episode right took a long time yeah but initially that was like our high like we were like cheering if we got like you know eight nine hundred views right but (laughs) now it's like it's a it's a lot more different but that's because you know early early on naturally it's you're not going to have the highest level of um viewers anyway so you should fixate on having the best amount of you know best quality of uh uh, of uh, equipment in, in that you just want to focus on getting better you just want to focus on okay i I want to start podcasting i want to i want to do this what's the point of having amazing equipment if it's your first time podcasting and you're not that great at communication so like you said i mean just start with start keep it simple and just use those initial episodes or even if you don't put them out just record them and use them as practice and then as you keep getting better and better and your your podcast naturally grows then you can start investing more and more into it inshallah and to be honest with you i mean how do i sound to you right now how's the, how's the mic voice yeah it's good it's good okay so guys is it good beautiful so guys right now you guys can hear my voice and the reason why i asked that is because i'm still using a microphone that i purchased i think around two years ago for about like 35 dollars <laughs> but it's it's, it's still a decent microphone i'll show yeah, it yeah, to you guys very good. it's a decent good, microphone good. it's very simple it's off amazon and uh look, look i'm still using it i'm like why would i replace it it still works the audio is good exactly. so guys you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on these studio mics you don't need to at all Really, just get yourself a simple mic and just make sure you know it's it's relatively good quality. IPhone. If you have That's a phone, it. Just and use I've, your iPhone. I've had a few guests on there on here actually that have have connected and they they had microphones. And then I'm like, why don't we test your iPhone microphone as well? And we tested their iPhone mic and it was better 
than their mic that they had purchased. <laughs> and so I'm like, let's just do your iPhone mic. So I can definitely attest to that as well. The thing about it, your iPhone mic is like how much you spend to buy the phone in of it. So it's like 800 bucks or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, it's going to have a mic, good enough mic anyway. Why didn't you spend an extra 100 bucks or $200 for another mic? Just use your iPhone mic, right? So it's a bit, 100%. people overthink it. Because I think people, they sort of look to, you know, they see on Facebook other people, what they're doing. It's like, oh, they have this professional thing, so I need to have it. But then, subhanAllah, you know, it, bro, like even um, in, in, in Islamic tradition, like Allah is not like telling you to have the best things laid out already, right? It's more about barakah, right? And barakah yeah. comes from the pure intentions and then doing 100%. it slowly and having that consistency in, in what you're doing. So that all that is a different dimension that we can sort of aim to do. And then, inshallah, in the process, you'll grow to, like, different heights that you wouldn't have fathom. Like, man, I, I was telling you before, like, I, w- I was only expecting, like, 10, 20 listeners when we started doing, like, Boys in the Cave. But then, subhanAllah, to be kind of, um, you know, ranked number one in, in Australia, um, in the Islamic section for iTunes as a podcast, or getting um, uh, kind of nominated. Uh, we, we got the Australian Muslim Achievement Awards for a new project um, in, in Australia. So all these kind of things, like we wouldn't fathom, like we never actually even aim to get that. We just aim to just be ourselves, be confident in what we're doing and, uh, and impact others positively. And yeah. in that, obviously, it's, it's you know, cliche to say that at times, but at the same time, you need to put in the consistency and the effort um, with that. 100%. And, and you bring up uh, another topic that I want to address today, which is when it comes to that attention that you got eventually, alhamdulillah, and, and you, you've grow, you've succeeded in growing your audience very successfully for a podcast, um, you know, that you're episode 60 right now and you already have thousands of listeners, which is amazing, mashallah. A lot of people sometimes are episode 100 or 200. They don't even have that amount of listeners. So it's still an amazing achievement. My question to you is, how did you guys even get there? Was there a were you following some sort of marketing strategy? Did you have a strategy behind growing the podcast or were you just putting it out there and, and just really focused on creating the content? So in terms of strategy, I said like uh, maybe um, towards our early days, we didn't really have a strategy. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of it was impromptu, I guess, in the sense of as we were going along, we were figuring out how things, like what to do and how did you go about it. And then in that, like, in the process within you know just releasing episodes then in there we're like okay we can do this we can do that so sometimes i think people overthink they have to have this kind of fixed plan but sometimes it's not it's not the case sometimes you can't plan and then as like as things as you're doing the actions and as you're going through the motions you'll start seeing where you can make impact and where you can what you can do to grow it and so that's what we found like in in the process we started realizing okay you have this guest on this, you kind of target this um, guest who has this amount of um, followers, right? And then they make a, um, they they share it on their their platform. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you have extra 100, 200 listeners. You're like, okay, this is interesting. This this is this is good. This is um, getting somewhere. So then, I guess for us, it was more about. By the way, I don't uh, recommend it as a strategy, but it's definitely a strategy you can you can implement. Is that, for example, if you really want to grow your grow your audience. Um, just look to people that have big followings. Um, I, I don't. I hope none of our guests listen to this. No, I'm kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind, but but essentially, like, um, guests with big followings. I guess essentially, you think some people think that oh no, they won't come on because they have a big following and I'm a nobody. But to be honest, man, I think lot people love sort of expressing themselves, and so the more opportunity people get in order to talk about their journey and their life, even me coming here, right? Like, it's yeah. not like someone will be shying away from it. Most people who are already out in there in the community want to talk about things because they can 
they realize that there's more of an opportunity to talk about something that they haven't on another podcast, um, mm-hmm. regardless of the amount of viewers. So for them, it's like, okay, it's a, uh, they'll kind of value the opportunity. So I think um, people shouldn't be weighed down by the fact that, you know, with people with big followings, just reach out to them anyway, DM them, spam them. I was actually, um, funny story, um, like, I don't know if you, if, like, there's a famous comedian here in Australia by the name of Amir Rahman. Okay. And um, what's happened is that essentially uh, we released our last episode, we released with him, but I was actually reaching out to him for a year and a half. I was wow. spamming him on Facebook. Like, I literally, I was looking through, I was, I was, I was with my friend, I just showed him, like, he was just like, are you crazy? Like, I had 30 messages back to back to back to back to back, just hi, Saikum, you know, can you come on, Saikum, you know, I'm Tanzim and I always in tape with this and this. 30 messages, 40 messages, spamming and spamming. And then wow. Allah, he, he eventually like replied. Eventually, like it took a year and a half, but you wow. know, it's about the persistence, right? To get certain guests. So people shouldn't think like as well that you have sort of you sent one DM, they didn't reply or whatever. Like to be honest, a lot of people are genuinely busy, right? And at the times people maybe you didn't really um, maybe they didn't see that message at a time where it was the right thing to see, if that makes sense either. Yeah. So you gotta sort of be persistent. And if you're persistent, like They'll actually think like, okay, this guy is serious. Let's let's check out what he's doing. And then once they maybe check out your page, they'll be like, okay, this guy's interesting. Let's let's do it. So um, people shouldn't sort of limit it in the sense of okay, I already sent an email, one email, or just I sent one message on Facebook or whatever. Keep spamming them. Inshallah, it'll work out. So that's kind of a strategy that I use for um, bigger guests. And then once those right. bigger guests come on, try to kind of maybe in an implicit manner, I don't like um, putting it down the face too much, like, oh, share it on your page, share it on your page. I don't want to come off as, you know, too much in your face, but also try to make that point in, in the sense that, look, you know, mm. um, it, just sugarcoat it. Be like, you know, inshallah, the kind of conversation we've had is beneficial. You can f- feel free to share it on your social media so your, right. your listeners can benefit from the sort of conversation we've had. And then, inshallah, they'll share. It could be an Instagram story. could be a Facebook post. Um, alhamdulillah, so those are the tactics you can use to grow and i feel like once you tap into like like for example someone might have five hundred thousand followers let's make maybe let's just say maybe ten thousand or actually i'll, I'll say maybe not even ten thousand maybe eight hundred tune in from the, his um circle of influence essentially yeah from that eight hundred people will be like okay this this is an interesting podcast maybe suddenly you'll have 50 loyal listeners from from that circle yeah. so you just keep doing that consistently with different guests um over the course of time like for us we've almost hit three years now right so yeah. if you do that because we've released an episode alhamdulillah every two weeks for the last two two to three years and that's that's quite a that's quite consistency consistent right yeah definitely if you, if you like we've never i don't think we've ever missed we've actually even had more episodes we've actually released like three four more in that time that like um that we didn't label in in the number because of okay. the Christchurch situation. So we did like three additional episodes. So technically speaking, we didn't even, we did more than maybe two weeks, once every uh, two weeks. So wow. essentially, if you keep that consistency for that long, and um, have that kind of belief that people, um, you're you're influencing their sort of inf- um, circle of influence and tapping into a different market, and you're consistent with it, you'll slowly slowly build up a loyal um, listenership. It could be every episode with a big guest you'll get 50 extra loyal listeners um another big guest another extra 50. it takes time it's increment like alhamdulillah like i i know i don't know with um other sort of um content creators but for us we always felt that we know we're always increasing 
on a steady rate. Like we've never right. like it's always very. It's not like a spike randomly. Like we've hit like I don't know like two two k listeners per episode. It was literally like episode one five hundred six hundred seven hundred eight hundred. You know, it it's just slow and uh, I won't even say slow. It's just steady, just very yeah. steady increase every episode. Because at the end of the day, if you tap into a different um guest and their listeners kind of vibe with your podcast they'll become loyal listeners so you should have that that's sort of the tactic we've always gone down and i guess in terms of marketing in general um one tactic that i have used like like for me i my personal accounts i haven't built a big following but it's an okay following like but the thing is for me i try to tap into all the muslim communities circles like for example on facebook I, i'm pretty much in muslim facebook i don't know if to call it that but anyways <laughs> people know me in muslim facebook right right um in in twitter like i'm in muslim twitter people will know me in muslim twitter right so it's not just focusing on the brand itself it's also focusing on your own personal brand like you don't have to speak right don't, don't be that guy like it's actually interesting um because for example i remember someone doing it in, in terms of marketing analysis they were looking at kim kardashian's um twitter versus Lil Wayne's Twitter or something or other influencers. Okay. And what, what they've done is, and they, they highlighted the kind of mistakes other people are doing is that Lil Wayne, I think even Drake or all these sort of influencers, they essentially just post businessy things like, oh, if you want to check out this brand, check it out. Like it's, it's not like a meaningful tweet. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like the, the, it's sort of robotic in that sense. There's no value. So, there's no value. Yeah, it's just like, oh, here's a business here and that. But people, like, they have big followings because, you know, they're, they're big worldwide. But in terms of their actual kind of content, it's not engaging. It's not, you know, raw. It's not genuine. Yeah. And I think people see that. And then they do comparison with Kim Kardashian's um, Twitter page. It was very interactive. You could tell it's not businessy. Like, I actually expected it to be businessy because she seems like that type to be that entrepreneur type, et cetera. But it's very kind of relatable, like, I don't know what to call it. It was very, it was surprisingly very. She, she's relating to her audience in her own way, right? Like she exactly. knows who her audience is and she's like, she knows how to cater to them and be herself in a way that, you know, they respond 100%. to, which is, which exactly. is, I think, so key. And, and sometimes we forget that element. So it's about being in those circles, being yourself. Don't just be like, hey, on my social media, or your own social media, be like, hey, this is a I don't know, Boys in the Cave episode. Listen, guys. Like, no no, yeah. no one's gonna listen like that everyone's going to if you're going if you're instead of doing that like for me sometimes i put in content about you know maybe even it could be self-help sort of stuff or it could be business stuff or even dini stuff i post up and yeah. i do sometimes like i used to not as much now but I frequently write like kind of mini essays sort of thing mm-hmm. or my thoughts and reflections and that would get good engagement like 50 60 70 likes kind of thing and then that's when people kind of see the value in you they'll be like okay this guy is actually talking about things in a certain manner which is very interesting yeah. let's check out his podcast because he probably goes into more detail you know yeah what I mean? of it's course a bit of a mind shift shift like we you have to be in those circles offer value to people and they'll they'll listen in so like so i like think for me um because as i said before um, a lot early in the in the episode where in high school i wasn't too practicing so then what's happened is a lot of my non-Muslim friends, they're like a bit surprised, like, you know, what this guy is, you know, a bit, a bit different. I'm still the same guy, but in, in the sense of what I'm talking about, is a lot more kind of intellectual up there, a bit lot more interesting. Let's check out his podcast. And yeah. you know, surprisingly, there's a lot of non-Muslims also sort of listening. My friend, he was telling me, like, when he listens to um, our podcast at, at his work, he also gets his non-Muslim friends to like tune in 
and get wow. their thoughts, which is really interesting. So that's what I mean about circle influence, man. Like always look to the people, like be be in those communities, be in those circles, build up your own kind of also personal brand on, on the side, and that'll actually help with whatever project you're doing as well. So don't just see it as because some people fall into the trap of I'm just gonna do a meaningful post through my um own kind of initiative like through the page yeah. of boys in the cave through the instagram page but also worry about also your personal brand it doesn't have to be a huge following but mm-hmm. it's about you know bring, bring that especially like places like twitter and facebook things can go viral very quickly in, in on yeah. your own so for me as well on, on twitter i try to be relatively active and what happens is i've marketed myself in a way if you go to a profile i'll have my boys in the cave link and on my um on my photo, the cover photo, there's a me in a, in a studio um, doing an episode. So yeah. if people see a tweet, naturally people actually check out the page, um, my, my, my profile. And from my profile, um, I can, they didn't like the follow the face, uh, the, the boys in the podcast. Page. You get what I mean? Yeah. So worry about, I guess, there's obviously the, from the aspect of building content from uh, the, the perspective of boys in the cave as an as initiative. But also think about and put time into your own um, sort of personal brand because that adds to a lot. That's a lot of value dropped, man, in one answer, honestly. So I <laughs> hope that everyone is listening and I hope that whoever's listening to the recording is also taking notes right now because of all the value being dropped. Marshall, that's amazing. And I think, um, sorry, just to add as well. Nah, go for I it, go for it. Um, just um, being being genuine and being sincere, I think people will see that a lot. And I think oh, I had a lot of messages on the last saying like, you know, you guys seem very sincere in your approach. And I think people see yeah. that. Like if people, like you can make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes as well, right? And we've made many, many mistakes in, in, in Boys in the Cave. But one thing you can always fall back on and inshallah, the people can see it as well, is your genuine and sincerity. If you're always like, you know, um, it's funny because Gary V always talks about this. Is like, you know, there's um, click funnel type guys, like not not dissing them or anything. Like there's obviously a place right. for that, that sort of stuff. It's it's big in the marketing thing right now. But yeah. you know those kind of click funnels that they kind of force you to sign up to this thing where you have to pay this certain thing, and they want to just like drag people in. Like mm-hmm. and it doesn't like there's, there's that sort of kind of dirtiness to it. I, I can't explain it right. Mm-hmm. And he 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 says like look. You know, in, in this world now, when there's so much uh, information and there's an overload of information, actually, people will see through your genuine sincerity. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's about in maintaining that. Don't try to just be that kind of mass marketing, like very in-your-face salesy type person. Always maintain that yeah. level of genuine sincerity. And when you talk to people, or even people that reach out to you, like I try to, um, like a lot, I get a lot of messages, even through my own personal um, accounts about, you know, Boys in the Cave and even on, on the Boys in the Cave accounts, like about, oh, mashallah, I love your work, this and that. Um, I think people fall into the trap of getting their ego too high. They're just like, oh yeah, these people are liking my content. I was actually, I was actually, I shared a, um, I shared a, a quote by Imam Ghazali, like literally last night. It was like, um, don't um, go, don't the specifics but don't go too high when you're on 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 a high essentially so when people praise you don't be on a high and if um people kind of put you down don't go too low essentially so when when someone's praising you don't think too highly of it just think of you have a vision you keep going but then you appreciate the comments so whenever you reply you say genuinely we appreciate you um we appreciate you supporting us share with your friends or family inshallah you know they'll they'll benefit from the content so i try to maintain a sort of genuine interaction instead of just some people think like oh people messaging me like whatever like just do one line and reply and move on be genuine people because they'll see that 100 percent kind of a key as well 
Yeah, and it's it, and I think it makes it easier when you actually care about who you're trying to serve. Uh, so you know, if you're if you're trying to start a business or you're trying to do something, but purely for money and no no other reason, you're not really going to care about the people you're trying to serve. But when you when you do something and and you have a, as we talked about earlier, you have a strong why behind it, or you're serving people and you're trying to make a difference in an industry or in a certain population or or, or subpopulation, then that's when it becomes a lot easier to be sincere and be genuine because you actually care. Like you care about what you're doing and you care about the people that you're trying to serve and you want to make sure that they enjoy your content, that you're bringing value and that you're really connecting with them on a deeper level. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to, I got the uh, quote here. So do not allow your heart to take pleasures with the praises of people nor be saddened by their condemnation. So that's by beautiful. So that's a, definitely a sort of insight to take away when it comes to anything in life essentially because sometimes like when people... Um, get praised. Um, they're too much on a high. They're just like, yeah, I'm yeah. elated, and these people are benefiting, and rah rah rah, whatever. But at the end of the day, as Muslims, we should be a lot more grounded in the sense that we should know that you know Allah. It comes down, you know, Allah. It comes down to Allah if they He accepts our actions or not, and we should be questioning the why all the time. Like, why am I doing this? Is my ego getting too high? What's my attention like? All these sort of things play a factor. So we should always be cognizant of that, as as definitely as Muslims as well. 100%. I completely agree with that. And I have one more question for you, my man. So we talked a little bit about the why and about being sincere and about being genuine. For someone that, you know, wants to start a podcast and, and they have that vision, what, ki- what kind of mindset do they have to build to really be able to kind of maintain that consistency and, and ha- be able to really put out content that connects with others and that is able to actually make an impact. Is there a certain mindset behind it that they'll need or some sort of habits that they'll have to develop? What's your advice on that? It's a really good question. Uh, we can literally go into one hour podcast <laughs> of that, but uh, I'll keep it short, inshallah. So sure. mindset, I think um, at, at times you, you have to realize what you enjoy when it comes to the process, right? Mm. I think some people what we fall into the trap at times and I'm also definitely guilty of it at times is that we step into a project because it meets our essentially end goal straight away. Like for example, like I want to start a podcast because I want to gain a followership and become famous. Like they've already used this as a means to uh, end up somewhere where it's pretty much superficial anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a bit too, it's not the right way to go about it. I think in general, firstly, like in terms of Islamically, you know, Allah kind of determines the outcome anyway. So we can only control our intentions in that sense. So we should be mindful of that anyway. So we shouldn't just use a project or initiative just to feel, fulfill some essentially nafsi, like the like nafsi gain, if, that, if yeah. that makes sense. Of course. So we should be aware of that. And um, it, when it comes to knowledge as well, like we should really highly um, value knowledge in the sense that if you're doing a podcast and you're disseminating knowledge, like that's all essentially Sadha Kajaria, right? You're yeah. leaving content out there um, for the world to benefit from. And when you die, inshallah, it'll still be up there. And then maybe even your voice or your recording will still be up there. And people are still listening to it. And then whatever they learn, they pass down to their, their kids, from their kids, their own kids, et cetera, et cetera. So we should also be seeing it from that perspective, right? The why and the fixate on that, 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 that um, point home is that we should mm. look to control some sort of outcome that, many of us may not even achieve and what happens is that when we don't get to that sort of end it's like we get depressed if that makes sense and we don't want to end up like that but at the same time yeah. that doesn't mean we don't we shouldn't have a vision but it's just like what is the vision is probably 
and is it islamically oriented that's like what we should be um fixated on as well so that's number one um number two with with mindset as well with uh, when it comes to enjoying the process i think to really be successful at something you have to really enjoy the process yeah. many people just Big enjoy part. going to work and doing it could be anything right they just love doing what they're doing and they enjoy the process and once you enjoy that and have that passion in your heart where it feels like time flies by when you get to that state where you're doing something you're really enjoying it and you know it's like oh man it's already 5 p.m like oh man i have to go home now like and you get a bit disheartened when you get to that state that's a really good sign because yeah for the most part when your heart's already in it you're more likely to end up and achieve what you wanted to achieve because it's just it's just enjoyable right and at times i agree like some people may be like you know oh does that mean we only do things that were enjoyable that's yeah sometimes you have to do things to get by by not um, um things that you don't enjoy to get by but when you do have that kind of um opportunity to um find what you enjoy and kind of piece things together you should be trying to do as many things as you can to kind of come up with what you enjoy if that makes sense so sometimes people be like oh yeah you have to go find enjoyment like sometimes we think x thing x job will bring us enjoyment and then once you do that job you think okay wait i don't actually enjoy this right but yeah. our perspective should be having as many experiences as possible so we should be trying to like for me right i have an interesting background where i'm a teacher but i also did sales when i was like six five five years ago like I, I work in door-to-door -door sales. Like I have these like weird jobs. I did. Um, I did I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we should be trying to do have as many experiences as possible. And then once you have that like whole range of experiences, then you can kind of filter out what I really want to do, what I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of working, piecing things together like a puzzle, right? So it's about doing that. And then once you do that, I guess it's with you with the mindset. It's about enjoying the process. Once you enjoy the process like you'll be happy to do it consistently like that's one of yeah. the I'll, I'll be i'll admit that like well that's one of the keys to why i've been able to be consistent with boys in the car just genuinely genuinely love getting guests on love having a conversation and just being in the moment because man like sometimes like I, this is like it's it's 7 30 a.m here but sometimes i've had to do even earlier podcasts i remember like um yeah i did an episode with dr shadi where uh, my friend actually came over to mine um, at like 3 a.m. and we had to like wow. record and I only had like two hours sleep. But then once you're in the moment and recording, it's just your sleep kind of deprivation goes away, which is really funny, right? Is you yeah, enjoy that you, process. So yeah. that, that's kind of the key to once you have that kind of um, level of enjoyment what you're doing, it's easier to be consistent with that. Um, so essentially that it should be about that when it comes to sort of mindset and then making sure you put the things in place in order for you to be consistent. Like for example, sometimes thing life isn't so smooth sailing. Like yeah. you have like for me, I can only speak from experience. Like, um, I had like family situations in terms of health that I had to like sort of take care of. I was working at the time and I was doing boys in the cave and that really put an effect on me. And then what happened was that one of our, like, um, shout out to a kid, um, I think first 10 episodes he was more of the he was more of the leader and yeah. um he was designating roles and then he had to pull out because things got busy for him in life and stuff so i stepped in and now I'm, I'm taking control of it since then um but in the early days i wasn't actually leading the project so that the kind of process was really hard to take on board at, at first it was like so much to sort of deal with but then for me it was a big learning curve because sometimes i think um just just i guess advice for anyone like business owners and everything and something that i've been really trying to work on is sometimes like for example if you're running a business and you're thinking you paid x person to do x job and they're not doing it 
and then you get like oh you know like some sense of entitlement like why aren't they doing it and this and that and you just low-key kind of maybe even passive aggressive towards that guy but then at the end of the day sometimes you just have to, it's really hard to do and for me sometimes like it's something that i'm still working it's just being really simple super empathetic you just don't know what that person has been through you're applying what you've been through life and expecting others to do the same outcome and people aren't robotic like that like for example even with um because i'm kind of dappling with the uh, science of the four temperaments like um there's a, there's a sort of um archetype the sanguine that genuinely like that essentially when it comes to doing projects um they try to do too much that they're really upbeat and positive that sometimes they unable to keep up and it's about right. recognizing that different archetypes have different things to encounter and deal with and it's about you as a leader in when it comes to um, running initiative to actually not just expect x person to do x role it's more about re um, aligning their strengths to how they can benefit the organization if that makes all the all the initiatives so you have to have yeah. that foresight of okay this guy for example a great public speaker why am i getting him to like from a perspective of a podcast why am i getting him to uh plan uh dot points before the episode like right i, I fell into that mindset and I, I have stories about that right but then you know and then when they don't do it you're just like you know you get a bit low-key angry but you don't show it and this and that but then slowly slowly kind of it was a work in progress for me it was like wait a minute like i'm doing something wrong here I should be actually valuing their strengths, right? And then you give them roles that will sort of appeal to the to to the to their strengths, and then in that way they can benefit the organization more. And then once you start, like for me, for me, like when you sort of running an organization or, or initiative, sorry, what you should be doing is that you should be thinking of it as you're moving jig, jigsaw puzzles around. Yeah. So you should be even looking towards your circle of influence and seeing this person can probably do this job really well and allow us to go further let's reach out to him and convince him to be um part of this um project for example okay i've got that guy taking care of this okay this guy strength seems to align with what we need here i'm going to reach out to him so it's like a you just get people around if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out you get other people you look you you have to have that kind of insight in terms of the people around you and how they can benefit things so for me that's what i've been trying to do and i'm still trying to do it is trying to find the right people for the right jobs instead of forcing people to do um something that they're not comfortable with because in that once you find the right people for the right jobs naturally it's going to be easy to stick to a consistent method once you stick to that consistent method like for example for me like now i don't like editing takes a long time in general when it comes to podcasting so yeah. i used to do it here and there but now like i've kind of outsourced it to someone that i know and it took me a long time to do that because i value the kind of audio quality we have on yeah. our on our show so it's about kind of piecing things together and then putting a plan in place where you're like okay um i think um there's a famous um, entrepreneur his name's he has a famous podcast but anyway so oh um uh, name skips a bill but anyways he, he was talking about bottlenecking um in, in business terms where okay sometimes um leaders or um people who are uh, taking um hold of initiative they they do too many things um and they t do too many roles and if for example they weren't there things won't get done like the process isn't seamless if that makes sense because they you rely on them to get so much done but really um talking about you know um habits of highly successful people by Stephen Covey he actually mentions where um how you should see an initiative is 
you have the workers. So the workers, so he gives an analogy of a forest. The forest is like, there's, there's trees. The workers are the people who are cutting the forest, right? They're actually doing the physical labor. The managers are the people who are looking over the, the workers and seeing if they're cutting it correctly and things are going well. And then the, the actual CEO or the leader is actually overlooking the forest, seeing what direction we're cutting. You get what I mean? So he's looking at the right. vision and the plan. Yeah. So that's how we should kind of see our business. Sometimes we get too much caught up, like the leader or the CEO gets caught up in the worker's job. But it shouldn't be the case. Like rather, it should be kind of fitting things together, making sure everything's going smoothly and seeing what direction um, we're going. And for me, that's kind of the, what helps you to have things in a consistent um, method in order for, like for example, for my, for my um, context, to have a episode out every every two weeks because you have the people for the right jobs and even sometimes i can't get on a podcast like how are you going to manage that you need someone else you need people to be able to take care of that as well right so there's these all these elements and i haven't perfected it, but i'm still a work in progress and um but it's something that i try to work towards and sometimes people get caught up with um you know they, they, they just kind of do roles and they don't know how to position themselves in amongst those roles and so for me, it was about like kind of working things out on, on that front when it comes to um, Boys in the Cave. And that helps with the consistency, that helps with the mindset and that allows for you to allow you to, you know, have longevity in your initiative in, in general. For sure. And how do you circumvent? Because I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I think you have to 100% know your strengths and focus on your strengths. And you also, if you're within an organization, you have to know exactly who your employees are or who your team is, what they're good at, and then put them in those roles. And uh, there's a book, um, I'm forgetting right now the name exactly, that I read recently. And essentially it talked about how uh, this founder basically would put every single employee through a personality test to understand yeah. exactly who they were, what kind of person they were before giving them a role in the business, not their experience, not their job history, but their personality and their natural tendencies. So I think it's key, but at the same time, for someone that's starting off, they are the general and they are the troops, right? Like yeah. they have to, ex they have to plan and they have to execute. How does one circumvent that? Or how do you kind of push through that moment until you get to the point where you can start to delegate? That's a that's a good question. Um, so I think it does come back to the passion and I think the why. And you essentially when you start off, you have to do most of the brunt work anyway. You got to do like ninety five percent of the stuff right. yourself anyway. And that's actually probably a blessing. Uh, and I'll I'll explain why because mm -hmm. I guess in in a role of you know CEO leader, you need to know how to do all the jobs because then like you you'll have more of an understanding of of the initiative you're running on a more deeper level so people think that you know oh, i'm doing all this stuff and you know doing too many things i'm juggling too many things at the moment and you know i don't know if it's for me firstly i think if you're passionate enough you'll get through those phase number one yeah number two if you just really see the why you're seeing you're enjoying it seeing um valuing your sort of experiences and the, the sort of content you're putting out you're seeing that it's benefiting people uh, you know it's, it's going to benefit people because you don't see it being addressed in your local community for example so once you add up all these factors about you know passion seeing the uh putting a positive impact worked out your why doing it for the sake of a lot etc etc you're naturally going to fall towards kind of putting the brunt work early on yourself and yeah it, it you might my, uh, at times it might get tiring and yeah. even in that like we sh people think that you know it's always hustle go 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 actually sometimes you just need a day off sometimes you need a break and that's fine like i don't i don't like i personally aren't against anything like that like i think even with the archetypes people some people just burn out a lot easier so it's actually better for them to have a rest 
like a day rest or t- even two days and then keep going. But it's about maintaining that consistency anyway, right? So once you add up all these factors um, as, a, as a kind of lead of an initiative and you kind of see that it start growing and then you can have the manpower to delegate people, you want to get to that point eventually. That's I think that that helps in in starting your initiative and getting it going, being consistent as well. Right. And and right, you have to also treat yourself kind of like you would treat your team, as in give yourself deadlines, give yourself a schedule, give yourself yeah, exactly. things that you can stick to. And I, I 100% agree with that. Um, by the way, we're about to enter, uh, side note, the Q&A. I'm going to ask you a few more questions. There's three more that I'm going to ask you, but these are questions that I ask every single guest, Tenzim. And these will put you a little bit on the spot. Uh, so it's going to be a bit different than what we've been asking, but hopefully you'll have some interesting responses from that. But before I do guys, for whoever's still watching, make sure to drop your questions in the comments, inshallah, as we will be doing some Q and a after those questions as well with the audience. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you the first of three questions, which is what's the biggest challenge you had to overcome in your business, whether it's in your as a podcaster or yourself as an entrepreneur that had to host this podcast and manage it and run it oh that's a that's a good question actually um might get a bit personal but i think uh i guess some people shy away from being a bit um personal um but i i personally value in the sense that people out there are probably going even more tougher circumstances for them it might be inspiration inshallah so i guess for me um biggest hurdle was probably uh, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier where um, there was a point where my kind of the person who was running the initiative um, earlier, um, he delegated the roles to me and he had to actually leave the organization. He's still working in the background, but he he had to uh, um, step down from his, his role. And at that time, essentially, I was already working essentially full time. Um, and I had a situation with a family member that was actually very sick. And I had to take care of that situation, the family situation. So those things put together, I actually genuinely and subhanAllah, like uh, I actually didn't mention this at all in this point uh, during the episode, but I think it was about episode 10 or 11 at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember genuinely thinking I might have to shut down this initiative. Wow. I genuinely thought, okay, I need to like, and we weren't even at a solid following at that time anyway. Right. But then we didn't even get started properly. In, in We weren't in full flow, but then we were still like, look, I don't think it will work with me and what's going on. And I genuinely like, okay, I'm going to shut down this this initiative. But then, I don't know, man. Like, subhanAllah, I think um, sincerity in what you do, you know, sometimes you just got to do dua, istikhara. Sometimes, yeah. you know, things things happen where you're just like, okay, you know, what am I doing? Should I do it? Can I manage it? Um, and when I was like, in terms of when it comes to um, running the initiative, I remember like, because I'm working full time, and not only that, I, I when I was working, I also tutoring after my work. I was just trying to make that extra extra money. So essentially, my work started like eight thirty a.m. I finished around five p.m. and from five p.m. I would have to get to essentially uh, the the student's house that I used to teach at, and you know I'd be home by literally like nine p.m. and repeat that for four or five days, right? Um, and it was a pretty intense uh, situation. So it's like, where where is literally the time to do any boys in the case? Yeah, how did you how time. did you fit that in? How did you fit your podcast into that so schedule? I <laughs> so on the train, uh, what I'll do is like, so like it's it. I, I always th- believe in this that if things are really busy, there's more baraka in your time. 
you'll mm-hmm. fit somewhere if you really want to get something done you'll fit it in some way it's just about how yeah. you're going to fit it so for me what i used to do subhanallah i still like can't believe i used to do this but um because um when i used to catch the train to work um you got about like maybe an hour yeah and you saw you won't even get seats like in sydney the trains are super packed so you're not going to get seats i remember like i'd be standing i'd have a laptop on one hand yeah i'll just like scrunched up like a lot of people around me <laughs> i'm just like i have my earphones in and i'm editing so i'm like wow. on my lap with one hand just editing for like an hour and that was like the only time i had so i try to make dedication. sure i get that yeah subhanallah and um get work done this that um and come back home or as uh, on the train home um try to get some of the editing stuff and other marketing stuff done um get all that done and then with with podcasting i probably didn't mention this and um, with podcasting which is a lot um easier is that sometimes like i know this is live it depends on what format you're going but yeah. if you do, if you do a podcast that isn't live you can literally record like let's just say you have 3 free hours you have 3 hours that you can only dedicate um to to recording let's just say saturday you've got 9 a.m. to 12 uh, midday you've got free you can literally smash out 3 episodes then Oh, yeah. And if you rec- uh, if you uh, release it over two weeks span, you've got literally almost over a month's worth of content already in the span of essentially three hours. The editing will take time after that, but essentially, in terms of just having content, you just you can just literally run um, record a bunch at one go, and that's what we do. Like, yeah. um, we still follow that method. We actually in one week we may record three four episodes at one go. Don't even record for the next three uh, like two months even. Like we in that time. That's it. You got your episodes editing. out for like two months. Exactly. So that's a plan that we we've sort of stuck to as well. And so for us, it was like going through that situation, man. Like I just happened to do that kind of fit it into my schedule, edit when I'm on on the train with one hand and, and standing up. And, that's beautiful, and, man. And and that's the kind of dedication I I think it takes to to grow, especially when you're first starting off in whatever project. It's always going to be hard. There's always going to be things that are unexpected that come up, but it's. you know that's where you kind of tap into that essence inside of you where you are subhanallah able to achieve more and do things that you wouldn't have thought possible and keep moving forward if it really matters to you then you start to find a yeah. way no matter what to keep moving forward and that's what's amazing man and just a comment on this podcast format guys so i do this live the reason why i do this live is because i like to torture myself and do this every week at a set time mm-hmm. um and i like to make my life more difficult than than it has to be but guys you don't have to do that you can actually do a pre-recorded like tenzim just mentioned and you as you mentioned you can bang out 3 4 episodes in a single day just even schedule guests i know of a few podcasters that what they'll do is they'll, they'll have one set day for podcasting they'll schedule a few guests in there at different times and that's their episodes for like as you mentioned a month two months sometimes and that's a lot yeah. easier than doing it live definitely that's yeah if if that's it depends on what like you know your schedule where you can do yeah. what is more beneficial and people sometimes yeah like that that sort of model worked for our for our sort of schedules because I've two other kind of co-hosts um that kind of um alternate when it comes to coming on 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 podcasts so even their schedules don't line up so it's not like you can just sort of you know record it live all the time this and yeah. shit if you can just get them like one of them like on for like a day if they have like one free day they should smash out a few episodes together i don't have to kind of tell them to come for the next even 3 4 weeks even think it makes it easier for them so it just depends on on the schedule by stephy something to consider because some people think that oh he's releasing one now that means that every week oh my god i have to do one episode and sometimes it gets busy now like you can yeah. literally smash out 4 or 5 episodes in a day you got content for next month so oh yeah 
100%. Uh, so I have one more for you, uh, Tanzim. We had three initially, but I'm going to do one more for you, which is my favorite, which is if you could meet Tanzim from three years ago, if you could meet a bit of a younger version of you that was just uh -huh. getting started, man. Uh, he was having conversations with his friends and uh, he, he was thinking of starting a podcast, but he wasn't sure. And you could tell him one thing. You could tell him one thing that could maybe help him on his journey or, or give him the, the, the confidence, the information that he needs to, to be successful. What would that one thing be? SubhanAllah. Um, maybe before I answer that, maybe give a bit of a background. Like for me, I think the opportunities I've came out of um, Boys in the Cave is something that I wouldn't have fathomed. Um, as I said, like I've, I have a client for a really big organization here that I helped them with the content creation and podcasting. So something I could have fathomed, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes I guess um, in the moment when you think of an initiative that not necessarily makes, you know, you think that, oh man, I'm going to start out. It's going to take me two, three years, or oh, I'm not going to make much money out of this, da, 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 da. Sometimes we fall into our mindset. And I guess it, there's a reason, this is a reason why we sometimes fall into, you know, we've got to feed our family, etc. right? Um, so I, I understand that. But I guess sometimes you have to, if you see an opportunity, you see your passion for it, sometimes you see it's not being done in the community, unique sort of thing that you're doing. You just, like, I, what I would tell myself three years ago, I'd be like, you know, trust Allah's plan. Like, Allah will open doors from places you would never imagine. Like, yeah. and really say it with sincerity. Like, some people say that, like, you know, yeah, Allah will open doors, bro, just do it or whatever. Like, say that with actual, like, belief. Because, yeah. man, like, for example, um, the first episode we did with um, Muhammad Gilan, um, shout out to Dr. Muhammad Gilan. Like, he had, mashallah, a very good following and very um, dedicated following online. And he has his own podcast and this and that. So him to have him as our first guest was like a huge deal. And I guess the story behind that was as well. Um, essentially, he's based in Canada. So I never even fathomed I'd even get him on um, first guest, right? And subhanAllah, what happened was he, in that time we were getting Boys in the Cave started, he made a message on, on, on his socials that he's going to move to Queensland, which is in Australia, mm -hmm. um, to do medicine. I'm like, man, that's subhanAllah. That's how Allah opens his doors. Like, from Canada yeah. to Queensland, because he I was a big fan of his, like uh, like a super fan, yeah. So it's like one of my kind of people that I really look up to is actually coming all the way from Canada to Queensland. That's crazy, but yeah. still not. I live in Sydney, so Queensland's a bit far. He's like, oh, but I probably still won't get him on. And then Subhanallah, next month, my friend who's a MSA president was like, hey, bro. Um, and this was during Subhanallah. The, the setting was insane. It was uh, during uh, Eid prayer. I literally finished Eid prayer. I see my MSA president. I'm like, we we chat and we're like, and then he's like. Hey, bro, we're bringing Dr. Mawad Gilan down for, for one of the events in, in, in Sydney at our uni. I'm like, subhanAllah, really? And then he's like, yeah. He's like, and then I told him, look, I'm starting a, a podcast. Like, can we get him on? And then I remember he handed him, uh, he handed me his phone. He's just like, yeah, just send him something. So I sent a voice recording to him through text. Okay. It's like, oh, I come, Dr. Gilan. This might sound very dodgy, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm Tanzan from Boys in the Hill, co-host. Um, co um, we're starting this project. It's not officially launched yet, but I was wondering if we could have you as our first guest, this and that. And he said he agreed to it. And subhanallah and and that's wow. kind of set the, that tone so that's just one small example of how allah opens doors in ways you can't imagine but along the the journey there's so many things that opened up you like in in our kind of journey we've able to make ties with big organizations people revalue your work you know you you know people that uh give you kind of opportunities to to benefit them you kind of you know they they, they approach you for advice and that kind of flows onto the other things and um, people reach out to you and not, not only that it's like yeah. as i said like i was able to kind of turn the sort of skills i've learned from bitc and then help other organizations as well 
and I actually ended up um, MA International, which is a charity in, in Sydney. Essentially, I flew out to um, Queen. They had a drought appeal, so I tried to help them with content creation, and I actually had an amazing experience. It's Subhanallah, which could probably be attributed to Boys in the Cave. And, amazing. Um, and this, there's so many doors open, Subhanallah. Like I, I've I literally most of I probably forgot as well, Subhanallah. But um, it's just to not. So essentially, what I would tell myself is, you know, really, really believe, you know, how Allah opens doors. Like, and wow. don't it's get powerful. caught up with. And don't caught up with the numbers as well, because sometimes, like Allah will, like, if you wanted a million downloads, like if you're sincere about that, in the sense of um, impacting people, Allah will give it to you, but will yeah. maybe give it to you on the day of judgment, not on the physical kind of dunya sense, right? And yeah. you should believe in that as well. So I guess th that's what I would um, tell myself. Subhanallah, yeah. that's a beautiful way of looking at it, man. I never even actually thought of looking at it that way, where you know, even if you don't even get it in this dunya, then maybe you'll get it in the akhirah. Yeah. True for Shout that, because. The, Shout out to Doctor. Uh, sorry, um, Ustad Mohammed Ishaq. He's a he's my teacher, and I've had him on on our podcast twice, and he actually said that. So I've definitely taken wow. that on board um, as well. So yeah, shout yeah, out that's to that's beautiful, man. And I've never thought of it from that angle. And to be honest with you, it's it's just like you mentioned. And I think one of my favorite parts, and I, and I think I mentioned it before on this podcast, my favorite part of podcasting is the ability to connect with other amazing people in your industry or even in other industries that interest you or, yeah. um, you know, that know other things that you might not, just like we connected, alhamdulillah, and just like I've connected with other guests in the past. That for me is the favorite part is to be able to bring you on. And this conversation is as, if not more beneficial for me than the people watching as well. So it's, it's really doing this. You're kind of doing yourself a favor. I'm doing myself a favor, hundred yeah. percent, by doing this. Alhamdulillah. And, and uh, even just like, just sorry, just add quickly. Nah, like, go for it. Go for it. For example, if you're an organization or a business and you start podcasting, one of the biggest benefits about podcasting as well is that you can actually just hit up. Like, for example, let's just say I don't know, you are a clothing company, right? Um, and you, now you, you essentially you you reach out to I don't know um, a, a sports company. For yeah. example, and suddenly um, you bring that CEO over and you do an episode and you have a good time, and then he sees that okay, you guys make uh, clothes. Okay, I have a sports company. How about you make clothes for us? Like, and you know, because not just yeah. because of maybe the best price and all that. Maybe that that plays a factor, obviously, but we should also be seeing from a perspective if you just genuinely have a good time with them, they see value in you and they see that you're genuine. They may just have a, end up having a partnership with you. So that's what podcasting opens up that kind of. Um, dimension that i think other things that would not be able to do so that's why you know podcasting yeah. much like brings people together in that sense as well in in different levels not just on the friendship level but on on different spectrums when it comes to business you know making ties with other people that sort of stuff 100 and, and that's one of the beautiful things about it my man and again i just want to thank you for taking from your time and guys if you didn't know tenzim woke up at 6 a.m for this podcast just for you guys and that's why we had to do it a little bit later today i know it didn't fit everyone's schedule but just really i wanted to thank you for being willing to wake up at the crack of dawn Anytime. literally and, and and to come just share your value with with us in this group like alhamdulillah you've you've shared so much value so many gems and i know this episode will be so beneficial to so many of us here inshallah, inshallah. alhamdulillah so thank you so much for that my man i have a question from the audience for you brother um and this question is well this audience is asking this guest is asking when you approach guests to appear on your podcast, do you experience resistance on their parts? And if you do, how do you convince them to come on as guests? So they're asking pretty much, how do you, how, what's your approach for getting guests on the podcast? And how do you deal with the resistance when it comes to that? Oh, that's a good question. So in terms of 
resistance um uh, it depends like resistance would just mean like a no i guess like uh, and to be honest we haven't got too many no's because as i said like i go back to my earlier point i was saying in the episode like a lot of people they just want to they like the opportunity to express themselves and talk about their expertise right like who who's not going to turn that down so if you can kind of add that kind of um flavor to when you approach them like look you know we are x organization you do y um i think that this would work because you get opportunity to express yourself in x manner are you interested in coming on it's yeah. not like you're not going to get too many no's and let's just say if you did like we have gotten no's obviously before right everyone's going to get a no eventually um when you once you do get a no just move on <laughs> like literally yeah. like if they say no okay. like what's the point of like maybe it depends like if you can tell maybe they they're they didn't say a blatant no maybe it was like look i'm not sure um let me think about it that's when you kind of add more value be like look we have x amount of maybe followers um we are dedicated to this vision and we feel that um your project actually fits very perfectly with us and i don't think that and you can keep them playing it with the fact that like look i don't think there's any other platform out there that kind of does it the way that fit with your sort of expertise the, the way we do it yeah. so that's only for a, if they're not sure they're coming on or then you think about it i just kind of throw those in but in terms of a no if it's like a blade to know like look um this 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 i'm sorry i can't come on i don't get too hung up like, okay look we appreciate your your honesty you know thanks for your time maybe in the future when things change or if you're interested feel free uh, keep it open as well keep the door open just be like you know yeah in the future feel free to reach out to us we still value your work we follow you online you know mail love reward you etc etc and you never know like you it could plant a seed for the future for them to kind of reach out to you again but when when someone says no i don't get too hung up about it um i don't see why you should anyway like yeah there's so many people out there you can go interview and have a chat with like you'll be surprised like one of our best conversations with people that like they don't really have followings you know what i mean so for us it's always about mixing it up with the like we still stick to a mantra of having good conversations interesting conversations regardless of following ship but following you obviously helps with um reach and getting yeah. more people people to listen but as i said earlier if you maintain a um consistent method you'll start getting loyal listeners you know 10 listeners extra 20 listeners but once they see that you're having very interesting conversation with even with people that don't have um big following people will be more impressed by that i i i feel right and and even our most downloaded episodes were by um essentially um guess we had that actually don't have any following on social media subhanallah yeah. so there's this baraka in that so i guess that that's of kind of what out um so yeah just don't get hung, hung up on the nose too much and kind of balance it with you know um big followings with people who don't have as much followings like obviously they need to be competent right so in in their expertise so there's that to consider in, in that as, aspect as well right and that's and that's a good point is that you know it's it's good it's beneficial to bring on people who have some sort of audience because then you get to connect with their audience as well but at yeah. the same time it doesn't always guarantee that you're also going to have the best conversations and as you mentioned Sometimes you bring on someone just because they're an expert at something, but they don't necessarily put that out there or have an audience. And then you end up having an amazing episode, an amazing conversation. And I think that in itself as well is super valuable. So and just to add as well, like um, with just to take a marketing angle, like sometimes like people with big, big followings, like their their sort of reach on Facebook is really weird. Like the algorithms get a bit weird. Like it's, it's not the same as like, for example, if you have like 20K um, likes on your Facebook page, 
when you make a post that 20k people will see it right it's only a very yeah. small fraction of people that actually engage with your content that will see the post so it's not necessarily either that someone with a big following it means that suddenly all their fans will see it it's only a very small percentage of that anyway so that's also to be mindful of that don't just get too hung up on big guests and if they say no just keep persisting and being consistent with with what you're doing and having sticking to your vision because it's all about for example for us it's about having um thought provoking um and reviving some discourse like that's our mantra that's our motto so it doesn't matter like if it's if you're if you have a big following or not stick to that sort of um template of your your vision and what you aim to achieve with your with your project and inshallah yeah. in that you'll get you know baraka and all that 100%. I have one more question for you, Tenzim, before we end. I appreciate, again, your time, man. Thank you so much for appreciate all that you've shared. So I have another question from the audience, and this one is, what can you do to fill a gap or create positive impact and be accessible? So I guess that, that guest is asking, should you even fill a gap? What can you do to fill a gap? Should you look for a gap in the market to fill with your Ooh, podcast? Yeah. What? How do you approach this? Mm, uh, that's a good one. Um to be honest okay so i wouldn't say there should be one way of doing things i'll keep it a bit open in the sense that if you like for us it was more like we spotted something let's go for it you know what i mean right um so that was like our approach right but if there is like there could be already other initiatives and you feel that look they're good but i feel like my unique experiences and my expertise can add more value than what they're doing not in the egotist let's not like go up to them and say that to their face, right? Just think of that from your own self-confidence perspective. If you can right. kind of, you have that kind of belief, I, I say go for it. Cause I think like people say that, oh, I don't, like, I get so many messages. Like, um, subhanAllah, I have I got a lot of messages from people saying, I want to start a podcast up. I want to do this and that. Yeah. I give them all the info and they did not. And they're like, okay, I'll only get started. Um, once I've thought about some new area that I can kind of give <laughs> value to. I'm yeah. like, like i've never seen anyone from my friends who will start up a podcast even after saying all that i'm just like look what's the point like the why do you come to me like what's the why like behind it like you just yeah. want to start po- like it doesn't make any sense so if you like in the day like i would never like if it comes down it i think essentially it does boil down to your intention your why uh and doing for the sake of allah because if you yeah. do believe in what you're doing and you have those in check i, I say go for it i think it's 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 needed and if anything if you do have a similar sort of um what do you call it um approach to another podcast for example you feel like oh it's going to clash but you're confident that you can do it better than them i say go for it because you know economics you know supply a demand you know you you, you get competition like it's probably a better thing right yeah so it makes it makes a lot better so then it raises their standards you raise you know they raise your standards I think it's probably a good thing for the Muslim community to have that kind of friendly competition um, when it comes to you know starting a project that may be even similar to to other ones out there already. One hundred percent, and as you mentioned, competition is healthy because it pushes you to do better. When you're the first to an industry, uh, number one, there's you're running the risk of maybe you're the first to an industry because there wasn't much interest in it, and so it's just people aren't really interested in that specific topic or business or service. Or, uh, you know, I mean, it's really rare that you find right now in these days uh, a, a gap that hasn't been filled. But I think there are maybe maybe areas that are not being filled as well as they could be. And that's 
where you mentioned competition, I think it's super beneficial where you could enter a space where you can see, hey, that other person is doing something great, but I believe I can bring a new angle to this or I can bring my yeah. own personality to this. I can bring my own views and opinions to this and just you know bring my own touch to this already existing industry gap, uh, whatever you're trying hole you're trying to fill uh, as a business as a podcast etc and i think there's a lot of value in that so definitely agree there now tenzim people i'm sure after listening to this really want to listen to the podcast and actually follow it and support it so how do they do that where can they go so they can essentially on facebook you can type in boys in the cave we should be uh you should come up um on on google you can literally go um type in boys in the cave podcast and all the links will be there as well um we are on itunes spotify soundcloud stitcher we're literally on almost every kind of platform on youtube as well if you want to check us on youtube or uh, just type in boys in the cave podcast it'll come up inshallah Um, on google if you type in boys in the cave podcast our website will come up so you can check out our our website there's some testimonials and stuff so you can probably check that out i'm on we're on instagram type in boys in the cave um there it should come up inshallah and um twitter as well we're on twitter humble so Beautiful. yeah literally on everywhere so just type in boys in the cave podcast in anywhere and that's awesome so you heard it here there they have the presence so don't worry about it just go ahead and search boys in the cave on your favorite platform make sure to support them subscribe to their podcast make sure to listen to the episodes because they are value-packed i've listened to a lot of them myself and have absolutely enjoyed every single one the discussions are always you guys always take topics and then you what i love about it is that you'll bring different views you'll bring guests that have a certain view whether it's you know the popular view or even most of the time controversial views and it's really interesting to listen to and understand why that guest you know sees that topic the way they do and then getting your opinions and your feedback and it's always a really interesting discussion that usually at the end of the episode you will come out with new information with new knowledge and with new perspectives inshallah so i 100 recommend it guys make sure to go subscribe and support the podcast and for yourself tenzim where can people go if they want to connect with you personally if they want to follow you and and, and keep, keep up to date with what you're up to um so they can check i'm on, on i'm on facebook so search up tanzim alum um it should come up uh, my dp it's like a white background with um, me wearing a, a suit and tie um, i'm on <laughs> instagram uh Tanzimi, so T-A-N-Z-I-M-M-Y on, on Instagram and I'm on Twitter as well. So same thing, Tanzimi, T-I-N-Z-I-M-M-Y. So you'll find me there, inshallah. So I, I do a range of tweets. I, I post like my Instagram is more like I just post photos that I'm doing and this, that. So very casual as well. So I, I'm a bit different on all platforms, inshallah. So yeah. Beautiful. So we get a different side of, of you and that's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, sure. Make sure to go ahead and follow him, inshallah. And I just wanted to thank all of you and also thank Tanzim for sharing his knowledge, his time, and for waking up so early for us, my man. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast and for sharing all your knowledge on this episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on and Zakhalakher um, to to everything that you're doing because you know honestly I, I love what you're doing. Um, it's very um, it. unique and I don't think it's been you. You're hitting a nice niche in, in your own way as well. So inshallah, may Allah sort of reward you for that and as well Appreciate may Allah accept, accept everything everyone's doing essentially because you know, at the end of the day that's what matters the most. So yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, why brother? Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We're on all major platforms, inshallah. If you don't know if we're on your favorite platform or not, go to marpreneur.com slash podcast and you'll find us there. With that being said, we'll see you next week on the next episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Tanzim. Take care, guys. Sorry.